Hello everyone and happy new year. Well, and for a lot of you, I'm going to guess that you might not be listening to this podcast on January 1st. You're probably <laughs> celebrating the new year with your family and friends, but we send these out and you will just be able to catch up when you can. And this episode is one you are not going to want to miss. So happy new year to everyone. I am sitting here with Amy Kadora, and we had this great idea <laughs> to share top five tips on creating healthy habits in the new year. So Amy, mm -hmm. how's the new year shaping up for you? <laughs> first well you know I, the, the new year is always a great time to kind of reflect on the previous year uh, at least for me and look at ways I can continue um, to, to you know create that healthy lifestyle and I was listening to a podcast another podcast last night and one key takeaway for me was progress not perfection right so can you can you make progress, whether it's in exercising more and, and eating healthy and, and doing, for example, meditation, but if you fall off that wagon, it's okay. Just get back up. It's all about progress. Did you make progress? Yes, you did. So this to me, you know, looking at some of these healthy habits again, you know, think about it as progress in grabbing a few of them and incorporating them into, into your, I hate to use the word resolutions, but your plans, your plans for 2020. Yeah, into your lifestyle in 2020. Um, and I love the idea of progress um, over perfection. Hear that a lot in a lot of different areas, you know, in the business, in your life. A lot of times we can be hard on ourselves. Oh my God, mm -hmm. I thought I was going to. So um, I know that you have five that you're going to share. Yeah. And these are ones that, you know, again, pick one, pick them all, uh, share them with uh, friends and family, but may give you some things to focus on as you move into the new year. So these are really, really simple things to do too. Right. Um, a lot of times I think that we say, I'm going to lose 70 pounds, in the <laughs> which, uh, you know, it's just not really realistic. So I think all of these are very doable. So let's start with, uh, walking into your home mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that is a big one and there's some really simple things that you can do before you even really get in the door yeah definitely um if you think about it one of the things that i've always tried to do with my kids is get them to take their shoes off at the front door or at the garage door when they come in through that way and honestly it's virtually impossible to do um i've tried clearly i did not start early enough to get them well trained so one of the key ways that I always advocate for people to look at reducing the dirt and contaminants in their home is to have a really good doormat right at the front door. Oftentimes we put those doormats on the outside part of the door, which is, is an excellent way to start, but to put the, a doormat on the inside of part of the door, by the front door, by your back door, by your garage door, uh, really helps to cut down on those contaminants. And in fact, we've talked about uh, the findings from an EPA study um, said that when a doormat was used and shoes were not worn, so this is really key, you do have to not put your shoes on, um, dust from lead and other chemicals in the home were reduced by about 60%. 
So that simple act of putting that doormat down and also taking off your shoes can have, I think, a lot of health benefits long term and also, you know, makes your cleaning time much shorter, right? If you're not bringing in the stuff you have to clean in the, uh, to begin with, you're not spending as much time cleaning. Wow, 60%. That's a pretty staggering statistic. It really, really is. And it's such, again, back to simple, making things super simple. Um, you know, it's an easy way to do it. Um, another stat we've got is around 30 to 40% of contaminants that are actually inside your home are brought in from the outdoors. So you know that what, what's in there and what you're having to clean and breathe um, is being brought in from the outdoors. So making sure you have those doormats um, are really, I think, a, a, an easy change out, a, a simple change out that you can make in your home that'll make cleaning easier, but also really contribute to creating that um, safe haven. Yeah, and taking your shoes off, maybe that's something you do as a family for the new year. Exactly. You know, put a little, um, like a nice basket, a pretty basket by those doors so you can just kind of throw them in there. Um, I've had baskets which had lids on them so I don't have to actually look at them. I can just cover the lid at night when I get home and don't have to worry about it. So there are some great ways to, to make it, um, it, just make it one of those habits. And it is a habit. And how many days does it take for a habit to get ingrained? It, it takes, because I have some statistics actually. At the very end of this podcast, I'm going to share some tips um, on keeping your New Year's resolution. It takes 21 days for a new activity to become a habit. Mm -hmm. Again, progress over perfection. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Yep. Okay. So that's number one. Okay. Doormat, take your shoes off. Number two, let's move into uh, eating and habits that we could do that are simple um, ways to help in the kitchen? So I really would encourage everyone to make 2020 the year that you take a morning and look at your, open your kitchen cabinets and look and see how much plastic you may have in your kitchen and make it a goal to either eliminate that plastic or replace that plastic. So thinking hard about how you're using those plastic pieces, almost like your clothes closet, right? You go in, you should go into your clothes closet and go, wow, have I used this in a year or worn this in a year? If I haven't, I should give it away uh, to someone who would really appreciate it. It's kind of the same thing, I think, when you look at plastic. If you dig into those cabinets, and I know you're going to find it, there will be pieces of, of plastic that you've saved for a year or longer you haven't used or you don't use regularly. And that's a great time to say, hey, let's recycle it. Let's pass it on. And let's look at replacements for these um, that are more permanent, like glass and stainless steel and silicone to use for food storage, um, either, you know, at leftovers or when you're doing your meal prep for lunch, um, looking at those alternatives to pull plastic out of the home. We know that plastic, particularly when it's reheated, so in a microwave or when you put warm food into it, it has the potential to release some of the chemicals that are used to make plastic into your food, and of course, then the potential is that you're you're eating it and consuming it. So it's a really easy way to kind of take on that project on a Saturday morning, look at your, your uh, plastic items and decide what makes sense for you to replace. Um, looking at aluminum foil and plastic wrap, that's a, you know, certainly something to look at and say, hey, can I, how many times can I replace these with 
uh, products like silicone lids instead that will cover the leftovers or looking at silicone containers or glass or stainless to put those, um, those leftovers in instead and carry them to, to work. So single-use plastic um, uh, is a big polluter in our waterways uh, as well. So any, any way that we can look, I don't think we can eliminate plastic, honestly, from our lives, Susan. It's, it's something that, um, you know, there are a lot of, I think, some good purposes for. But we need to look at those ways where we can pull it out. Again, progress, not perfection, right? Make it easy on yourself. Um, but look at those things and figure out what you can eliminate from, from a plastic standpoint. Well, and I also think of it too, like you said, once a year, you know, you kind of do that evaluation in your closet and they will often you hear, okay, you know, the new year is when you want to replace your batteries, you know, just take it as right. you go around and you replace everything, you know, all the batteries to make sure that your home is safe. This would be a good one too, like you said, you know, um, you'll be surprised at how many you have and how many things that um, you could replace with safer, sustainable products. Okay, that's a great one. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking, I even, I have this craft cabinet, Susan, and I'm always saving like my cottage cheese containers. I'm like, oh, I'll figure out something to do with them. And years go by, I still, they're, I'm, they're guilting me from the craft counter to, or the craft cabinet to do something with them. And finally, in January, I just give up the ghost and say, okay, we, we need to go ahead and recycle those. We are not going to find some really cute Instagram, Pinterest uh, way to store uh, pins uh, by decorate. I just, it, it's not going to happen. So for me, that's a big one. Well, you know, and that's an easy way to get rid of some of that guilt. <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> okay. So we, we've had uh, what you do at the front door. Right. Something you can do in the kitchen. Uh, something that I think is, is one that people do, but you had some great suggestions for uh your shopping and grocery bags. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um so happy that uh you know it's becoming much more common to see people with re recycled plastic bags that they're using to carry their groceries in and out um from the car to the to the grocery store and back. And one of the things I know that's key for this is actually remembering your reusable grocery bags, right? Because I've seen signs in the parking lots. Remember your grocery, your reusable grocery bags, because invariably we forget because they're in the trunk. So one of the habits that I've gotten into is I try to keep at least one bag in the front, in the front seat, uh, the passenger front seat on the floor, as a reminder that I have even more in the back, and a reminder when I go to the grocery store to take it in with me. And I also stuff my produce bags, my reusable produce bags in that bag so I also don't forget them because that's an easy, easy one to forget. And I have to say that I'm guilty of that one. I often have them in the trunk and I'll be at checkout thinking, oh, my bags. Um, and I don't know about uh, where everyone lives, but in my community now, you it's not an option. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have plastic bags anymore. Mm -hmm. you know, it's that's still a case um, that you can get them at the grocery store, but but that's a that's a really uh, easy no brainer then uh, way to always remember your bags and to bring them into the store with you. You're right, and we don't have those laws here in Texas, but um, at least as far as I know, not in the cities that I Cop Helen Plano, but. 
Um, I do know there are grocery stores, small grocery stores, that um, don't have them at all. So you can buy one that's made out of recycled plastic, or they'll even give you those um, boxes that the food comes in, kind of like Costco, right? So, and they'll use that to bag, essentially, quote unquote, your groceries for you. Yeah, well, I live in Massachusetts, and a while ago, they did away with plastic bags. And what was interesting is all of a sudden seeing how many more people then would bring their reusable bags. They'll mm. give you paper bags if you don't have them, but they really encourage you um, to use, uh, to you know, bring bags in, which right. again, everybody has them, so it makes a lot of sense. Right. All right, so that gives us three tips. All right, let's move on to the bedroom and sleeping. We know that's something that not everybody gets enough of, and maybe there's some things we could do to create healthier mm -hmm. habits in the new year. Absolutely. I mean, sleep is, you know, I know our parents used to tell us how important it was to get a good night's sleep, but there is just so much data coming down about how it's, it's an important pillar of good health, getting sleep. And when you don't get enough sleep, you have an increased risk of We've talked about this in our, um, in our healthy home meetings, right? An increased risk of early death, of diabetes, of heart disease, of obesity. So when you don't get enough sleep, it really puts your body um, on, the, um, on the defensive as it relates to being able to you know, help combat these issues. So really important to make getting a good night's sleep one of your healthy habits that you want to begin doing um, during 2020. And honestly, I make it a little easier on myself. I say, okay, start with four nights a week, right? Four nights a week, I am bound and determined to get eight hours of sleep a night. So, you know, easy enough to figure out what time that means you need to go to bed, but really important, more important than, than probably anything else you can do in the evening is to ensure you're getting to bed um, at the right time that as you guys know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir, not being on your electronics because the light from your electronics actually signals to your brain to um, uh, not be producing the melatonin that it needs to be going to sleep. So that's an important, I, I remind myself of that as I get ready to pick up my phone to, you know, check out the latest emails that, hey, this is going to impact whether or not I get a good night's sleep and is it really that important? And some nights it is, but most nights it is not important enough to risk that sleep. So really focusing on how you can, you know, reduce your amount of electronics, make your sleeping area really your sleeping haven, you know, make it what you want it to be. Make sure your bed is as comfortable as it can be. This may be a time where you want to consider if your mattress is quite old, do you need a new mattress that's far more supportive and comfortable? Um, looking at your sheets as well. Are those sheets uh, inviting um, and something that you want to get into? Make it a little ritual, whether it's a, a cup of hot tea you're going to have in bed or lighting a candle or uh, reading, having a good book. That's my thing is I try to have really good books by my bed. So I'm tempted to read versus tempted to go and read the news on my phone, which uh, uh, immediately is disrupting sleep. Well, um, you know, a yeah. couple of things that, that I've done, and I know this is hard for people. I actually don't have my phone next to my bed anymore because it's just too tempting. Mm. Um, and I use a different alarm, you know, just like one of those. Right. Old and the other thing, I used to always read on my Kindle. 
um, before I go to sleep and realized again, it's that you're having the screen and it's keeping you from falling asleep. So a good old fashioned book. Um, I always have one of those next to my bed as well. And you know, this is really easy to test, Susan. I mean, I, that's, this is how I figured it out that it was in fact having uh, an impact. You know, try a night where you're doing, you're on your, your computer or your phone right before you go to bed and then try a few nights without it and see if you notice you're able to fall asleep easier or you're able to stay asleep too. Um, the thing I was thinking, I keep my bedroom really cool. Um, I like my bed right around 64, 65 degrees. Um, and I keep it there really year round, even though the rest of the house may be warmer. Um, just because I like, they, they say that the colder it is, the better your body adapts and the better sleep you have as well. Um, and then last, one of the things I started doing last year and I really liked it was uh, I put um, a little mat, I put our doormat actually by my bed um, and I use that just to kind of wipe my feet before I get in the bed because uh, I was noticing if I wasn't wearing slippers and I was walking around barefoot in my house, I'd get in the bed. I'm like, that feels a little crumbly down there by my feet. And it was everything that was on my feet was getting into my bed. So I just got in the habit of having that, that mat there so I could kind of wipe my feet off before I got in bed. That's a, that's a really good practice. Uh, I might have to try that one. Mm -hmm. and, um, if you remember when we did our events, uh, we have a little sleep quiz. And the one that everyone got wrong, I have to say, because <laughs> unanimously, um, there's a perception. And so I'll ask you this, just um, if, as you're thinking about sleeping, do you think men or women get more sleep? Okay, so did you answer that for, for yourself? All right, so here's the answer. Actually, women um, get more sleep than men. And unanimously, when we would ask this in a <laughs> rooms full of people, everyone thought that men got more sleep. But um, in reality, I, I'm thinking that that statistic though spans the years because if you're um, someone with little kids, uh, I kind of remember you didn't really get as much sleep. Oh, no. Yes. No. Um, so, okay. So I think we're up to number five, Amy. Yes. So we're on the fifth one. Um, so let's talk about, again, at night, how can you take care of your skin? Right. So the nighttime is a great time to take advantage of your, your skin's natural repair, rejuvenation cycle that it goes through, right? Okay. So think about for 2020, really reducing the number of chemicals that you're applying to your skin at night when it's going through that process, right? Instead of putting chemicals on, think about, can I put products on my skin that are going to actually feed my skin, are going to give my skin the nutrients that it needs as it's going through this repair and, and, and uh, rejuvenate cycle. Um, one of the things that we've been talking about in the Healthy Home uh, Makeover uh, meetings is that women on average use about 12 personal care products per day. So if you think about that, it's, you know, what's, your, what's in your shower, what's by your sink, your deodorant, all the products that you're putting on, usually not just once, but twice a day. Twice a day. And those 12 personal care products have the potential to expose your skin to 168 different chemicals. And it's, it, it's when you think about the combination of those chemicals together and the application on the skin, and we 
continue talking about the, the burden that that may place on your body, this seems like a pretty easy change out that you can do looking for products that have far less chemicals uh, that you're putting on your skin that have more natural or plant-based ingredients that you're putting on your skin. One of the ones that I love is our illuminating oil because it's just a powerhouse of natural oils and some of those Nordic uh, uh, ingredients that are antioxidants that are really there to help your skin when it's going through this process. And the oils are wonderful because if you think of your skin as brick and mortar, kind of a brick and mortar wall, the bricks being the skin cells, well, the mortar in between are lipids or fats that are there to really strengthen and kind of hold up your skin cells. Using a product like Illuminating Oil goes in and replenishes those lipids between your skin cells to really help in, the, in that structure of the skin. So it's a product that I absolutely love, especially using at night in my routine, because it feels like it's everything my skin needs, you know, to, to, to begin that process, that repair process overnight that it does. And we have some new products that they also complement the illuminating oil. We absolutely do. And, and these products are, are just getting rave reviews right now, but we now have a daily moisturizer and we also have a night recovery cream. So a little bit richer cream than the day moisturizer that you can also apply at night. And then of course, for the eye area, which is the, actually some of the thinnest skin on your body is in your eye area. And it tends to show our age the fastest, unfortunately, especially if we smile a lot and we're enjoying life, um, we do tend to see the age there. So having a, an eye product and an eye cream that has things like green matcha tea in it, there's also some coffee extract in it. Um, those help to reduce the puffiness that we might be able to see, the appearance of that puffiness uh, that we often have. And then just wonderfully nourishing ingredients to help smooth that appearance of those fine lines as they're beginning to show. Wow, that was great. Uh, I think I even learned a couple of things and I've been in a few <laughs> presentations on these products. I just think that if you haven't tried the products and you're thinking about, you know, do I want to order these? I would highly recommend them. They are amazing. And you're going to want to try them yourself, and then you're going to want to share them with your customers and at your parties for, for sure. Okay, so I love those simple five tips for having healthy habits in the new year. Um, I'll just recap quickly. Mm -hmm. Choose and have a doormat at, um, at your door. That's one. Uh, two, you know, uh, take that yearly tour of your kitchen cabinet and replace your plastics and um, things that you can then replace with a more sustainable and safe products. Uh, three, grocery bags and put them in your front seat or a reminder, at least with one in your front seat, so that you're using those on a very regular basis versus when you remember to take them out of your trunk. <laughs> um, and then um, sleep. You know, what you can do, simple ways just to help you get a good night's sleep. And then finally, taking care of your skin. So those are all wonderful ideas. So you can put one or more of those into your um, routine for having 
uh, healthier habits as we go into 2020. And I did a little bit of digging and I found some tips for keeping your New Year's resolutions or your plans. I, you know, that whole resolution thing, I agree, Amy. It's uh, <laughs> people make them and they don't keep them. But here's a few ways to, if you, you are trying to implement some new things into your lifestyle, Here's some things that you can think about that might help you have a little more success. And, and again, remember, progress over, over perfection. That's probably number one. But be realistic. You know, that idea of maybe you, you know, set a goal to go to the gym twice instead of seven times a week, you know. Right. Um, plan ahead. You know, uh, so we're a little late in that. It says to start before January 1st about <laughs> what you're going to do, but it's never too late to get started. Um, next is talk about it. You know, when you say things to other people, it makes it more real for you. And they tend to remember as well. And they'll remind you. Um, reward yourself. So again, if you're doing small steps and you're making some progress, you know, give yourself a break and actually, and also reward yourself for it. Um, next is don't beat yourself up. So that's, that's a big one. You know, uh, look at this as small steps because sometimes those small steps can really have a big impact. Um, next is stick to it. And this is, we said it at the beginning, but the experts, whoever they are, say that it takes 21 days for a new activity to become a habit. So stick with it. Um, and then finally, keep trying. You know, you can start over or you can do over. Uh, recommit to something for a very short period, like Amy was talking about sleep. Um, and they said even for 24 hours. And here's the thing is that we know from a kind of a mindset perspective, you can do anything for one day, right? For 24 hours. But maybe that 24 hours leads to 48. And then maybe you can try it for a week. So, and then before you know it, you're back on track and you're having success with some of the wonderful things that you're going to help to do for yourself and your family um, to have some healthy habits as all go into 2020. And um, I just want to say, I hope that you have a very wonderful, blessed year. And Amy, I think that everybody has now some great action steps that they can put into their plans for the new year. Fantastic. I look forward to hearing from people and how they're, how they're kind of managing that. Maybe there's some other great ideas there. Yeah, absolutely. And so until next time, everyone. <laughs>